you put your back down now. I'm here for some fun. It is hot in this desert. Where's all the hungry people at? Where they at? Say it now. Let me be honest with you. I like Patrick Beverly, but I don't like Patrick Beverly. <laughs> so that probably could be. Yeah. I just, because he just get on my damn nerves, man. You know, watching him when he was here with the Clippers is just like, maybe that's why I feel that way. Because if Boston did it, I probably wouldn't even be saying nothing, right? Or if Miami did it, or Sacramento, I probably wouldn't even be saying nothing. But the fact that it's Patrick Beverly, it just, he bothers me. What's up, what's up, what's up, my L.A. sports fam? This is your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Courtside Podcast, which is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. This is episode number 98 as I march towards 100 episodes of L.A. Courtside Podcast. And right now we're at the point in the season where we are in the playing tournament where the Clippers lost last night to the Minnesota Timberwolves in a very, very exciting and a, a very, very bizarre game, I would say, 109 to 104. That clip that you just heard was from Keyshawn Johnson, who says he could not or he cannot stand Patrick Beverly. There's a lot of people around the NBA or in sports circles or sports fans in general that say they cannot stand this guy. Now, I will be perfectly honest with you and transparent. When he played for the Clippers, I used to be on Patrick Beverly a lot simply because of his lack of offensive prowess. He's not an offensive player per se. He's just a guy that gets under your damn skin. And that's exactly what Keyshawn Johnson was talking about. He's one of those guys, you know, you remember you used to play on the playground, asphalt basketball, you choose sides, you know, you, you got, you know, five guys on each team, and then everybody starts to say, okay, I'll, I'll guard this guy. I'll guard this guy. And then, you know, it gets around to say me, and Patrick Beverly is on the court, and he says, yeah, hey, I'm going to guard that L.A. Ray guy. And then you'd be like, damn, 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 damn. Why in the world is this guy going to guard me? You know you're going to be in for a fight. You know he's going to get under your skin. He's going to do whatever he can to take you out of your basketball game. And that's pretty much what he tried to do last night. It was a very, very bizarre basketball game. And again, the Clippers lose 109 to 104. That music cut that you just heard was from Uncle Charlie Wilson when he was with the bat, uh, the Gap Band, humping. I tell you what, man, last weekend, you know, I went down to Tampa. My wife and myself, we went to Tampa and just chilled out, stayed with my brother-in-law in Tampa. I had a really, really good time, but we went to a concert featuring Charlie Wilson and New Edition. And I tell you what, man, them boys threw down. I mean, Uncle Charlie, if you've never heard Uncle Charlie in a concert before, do yourself a favor and go see Uncle Charlie. Worth the price of admission he puts on the show. And New Edition, 
they really surprised the hell out of me, man. I mean, they had the whole crew there. They had Bell, Biv DeVoe. They had Johnny Gill. They had Ralph Transvat. And of course, of course, you cannot forget Mr. Bobby Brown. Them boys put on a show. Do yourself a favor. If they come to your town, do, your fel- do yourself a favor and go see them in a concert. But again, back to this basketball game last night. You know, the playing tournament, and I talked about this all year. I'm not a huge fan of the play-in tournament. I'm just not. However, that game last night was like a playoff game. Now, they say these, these teams that's in the play-in tournament are really not in the playoffs. But that game last night, again, it had a playoff atmosphere for sure. And especially for the Minnesota Timberwolves and their fans in Minnesota because they hadn't been in the play. They've made the playoffs, uh, I believe it was said last night, once in 18 years it's a long time folks so those fans in minnesota they were geeked up for this game and the game as it you know it started it was really really it was chippy both teams was barking at the officials you know every every single call they were complaining you know about the officiating you know there was technical fouls you know marcus moore senior he picked up a technical foul you know mouthing off to the official and then later on in that first half there was a double technical uh, initially called on Marcus Morris Sr. and the aforementioned Patrick Beverly. But then the referees figured, man, Marcus Morris Sr., he already has one tech. If he gets some tech right here, he's going to be in the showers. And surprisingly, they took the technical away from Marcus Morris Sr. and left it on Patrick Beverly. But speaking of Patrick Beverly, I mean, the guy was just, he was just all over the place, man. He was in everybody's shirt. You know, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris Sr. He was in everybody's shirt, man. And then, you know, looking at the looking at the stats right here, he only had seven points. He was only two of eight from the field, only one of five from beyond the arc. I'm not so sure why Patrick Beverly still thinks that he can shoot the three ball, because he definitely can't. But the guy had 11 rebounds and three assists. But again, on the defensive end, he was just a pesk. He was a pest. And, you know, and, and again, just like um, Keyshawn Johnson said, I didn't play that whole uh, segment that Keyshawn Johnson was on today. But they went on to say, him and Jay Williams, that, that Patrick Beverly is like a gnat. You know what I'm saying? You know how you have gnats flying all over, your, all over your head and around your head and you're trying to knock them away? That's Patrick Beverly. And Patrick Beverly, he has something to prove to the uh, L.A. Clippers organization. He thought he was disrespected. You know, they, they act like they didn't want to sign him or they didn't want to pay him the money he, he thinks that he's worth. So what they did was they traded him initially to the Memphis Grizzlies, who he was, uh, he was only there for a minute, you know, long enough to have a cup of coffee and a sweet roll. And then they shipped him off to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And he is a perfect fit on that young basketball team because they are young. But I tell you what, that Minnesota Timberwolves team is pretty exciting. They lead the NBA in scoring. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. You know, Anthony Edwards, man, yeah, you know, he's he's you know, he's a future Hall of Famer, man. The guy doesn't get injured. I mean, he's a human highlight film. You know, he's he's like a John Morant type guy. And he can shoot the basketball too from the outside. He was ten of twenty one, five of eleven from uh beyond the arc. He scored thirty points. Now he had an interview after the game. He and Patrick Beverly, they were on the um interview stage and he said he said something that I didn't I definitely don't agree with. He says that he thought the L.A. Clippers were scared to guard him. Now, come on, man. This is the NBA. 
you know, high flying guys are a dime a dozen. Nobody's scared to guard you. Now you can say, you can talk some smack and say, nobody can guard me. That's fine. That's just being confident. I mean, I wouldn't even call that being cocky. That's just being confident. If you don't think anybody can guard you, say that. But nobody's scared to guard you, dude. But having said all that, Anthony Edwards is a future, if not already, he's a future star. Carl Anthony Towns, and this is another reason why the uh, Timberwolves victory was so impressive. Carl Anthony Towns had one of the worst games of the season. For him, looking at his stat line, three, he was only three out of 11. He scored 11 points. He only had five rebounds. He was in foul trouble the whole basketball game. He fouled out with about seven minutes left. And it's really, really strange, the, the coach for the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns had three fouls with about five minutes or so left in the second quarter. And I'm thinking, okay, any sane coach would just take him out, you know, let him come back in in the second half with the three fouls. He let Carl Anthony Towns stand in the game. Then he picked up his fourth foul. And then, so now in the second half, when that starts, he already has four fouls. He picked up the fifth, you know, at some point in the third quarter. And the guy just wasn't the same. You know, he didn't, he didn't have that same aggressiveness, especially on the defensive end. Couldn't guard anybody. So, you know, that was kind of strange by the Timberwolves coach. But other than that, they played an outstanding game. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, what can you say, man? I, I, here's another guy I haven't been – too much of a fan of his when he came out of Ohio State, but I just thought he was okay. Hey, last night, man, the guy showed his ass. 10 out of 18 from the field, 3 of 5 from beyond the arc. He scored 29 points. I believe in the first quarter, he only had a bucket, or maybe it was just a free throw. He had one point. And after that, Carl Anthony Thomas was on the bench. Uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, he wasn't in foul trouble in that game particularly, but, you know, he had to get a blow. And then D'Angelo Russell, you know, he's like the third wheel on that car. And he just started going off, man. Nobody, nobody can stop the dude. So, you know, the Clippers had their hands full. They had their hands full. But I still think, even though the Clippers lost this game, I still feel really, really confident of the Clippers' chances in the second play-in game, uh, which will, will, they will, it will be determined tonight who they meet because you have the Pelicans – they are playing at home against the San Antonio Spurs. Whoever wins that game will have to go to the Crypto.com arena to play the Clippers. And I think the Clippers will beat either San Antonio or the New Orleans Pelicans. I actually think the San Antonio Spurs will upset the Pelicans at their place. But that's neither here nor there. I think the Clippers can beat both of these teams. Paul George last night, he kept the Clippers uh, you know, afloat. 10 out of 24 from the field. 6-12 from beyond the arc. He was feeling it at some point in that second half, man. He was draining he was draining threes like it was nobody's business. Ended up again with 34 points. Reggie Jackson, uh, you know, hey, listen, listen, man. Love the guy. Love Reggie Jackson, man. 7 out of 18. He scored 17 points, but sometimes, man, Reggie Jackson seems like he's, you know, back in the day we used to call it luncheon. You know, he, he does some things, man. He drives to the basket sometimes out of control and he gets up in the air underneath the basket and then that's when he gets in trouble. He had five turnovers uh, in this particular game last night. And during that fourth quarter, it seemed like the Timberwolves, they just wanted it more. There were several loose balls uh, to be had, 50-50 balls, as they call it in the NBA. And, and the Minnesota Timberwolves just wanted it more. They got to the majority of the 50-50 balls, therefore getting you know second and third chances at baskets, and the Clippers just couldn't, couldn't overcome it. They couldn't overcome the Clippers in the fourth quarter. They were outscored 
31 to 20. And therefore lost by five points. Again, those 50-50 balls were, were, were killing the Clippers. Norman Powell, again, I, you know, this season is not over with, but I cannot wait until next year when a Clippers team is totally healthy and they have Kawhi Leonard and Norman Powell back and on the court at the same time. I mean, this guy, I still can't believe that the Portland Trailblazers traded Norman Powell and Robert Covington and in return, they got Bledsoe, Winslow, and Keon Johnson. I, I, that's just, it's just beyond me how the Clippers brass was able to pull that off. But they did. And I tell you what, man, the Clippers are going to be a scary team next year. But we're still in the moment. The Clippers are still in. They're still in the play-in tournament. You know, unlike, unlike the Lakers, I'll, 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 you know, touch on the Lakers in, in a moment here to be brief because they're not in the play-in tournament. But the Clippers still are. And... The rest of the Clippers, you know, Terrence Mann, he, he played okay. He had a, he only had one bucket, played 15 minutes. Um, Luke Kennard, he did not play, still has that sore hamstring. So when he comes back, the Clippers are going to be in full force. Marcus Morris Sr., you know, he played pretty well despite the, again, the technical foul. And he let, he actually let Patrick Beverly get under his skin. They, it was a jump ball uh, at some point, and they were jockeying for position and their arms were locking, and Patrick Beverly was smacking down Morris Sr.'s arm. And, and again, the referee said, double tech, double tech, double technical foul. And then I think they walked over to the scores table or something like that, or somebody told the ref, hey, man, you know this is uh, Sr.'s second tech. That's the case. He's out. Hit the showers. Hit the bricks, baby. So, you know, miraculously, they took that tech away from Marcus Morris Sr., and allowed him to play the rest of the basketball game. So, I mean, kudos to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They, they, they played well. They were at home. Their fans were geeked up. Second, I said it was their second playoff victory in 18 years. Again, this is not, or this was not a technically a playoff game. It was not. It was a, it's a play-in tournament. All the stats, you know, will go into record books and things like that, but it was not a playoff game. So, again, up next for the Clippers will be either the San Antonio Spurs or it will be the New Orleans Pelicans. And as I mentioned before, I think the Clippers will be able to handle either one of these two teams. What they're going to have to do, though, they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to play like they want this thing. Because, again, last night, the, I mean, I was getting so frustrated watching this game. man. It was a couple of times those 50 50 balls that I mentioned. Well, the Clippers players were right there, and all I had to do was grab the damn ball. And it seemed like it seemed like they were going in like slow motion or walking in quicksand or something like that, or they couldn't get their arms out to drag to uh, grab the basketball. And then you have a, a Minnesota Timberwolves player just swooping right in, you know, like a D'Angelo Russell or that Vanderbilt guy. Man, that's another, you know, another pest, you know, for the Timberwolves. You know, not a great offensive player, but pretty good defensively. You know, or or you would have Anthony Edwards swooping there. And, and grab the basketball on those 50-50 balls. And that all that does is gives the opposition second shots, third shots. It gets the fans all geeked up. And the Clippers looked like they were, you know, down and out there at one point until Paul George hit like a couple of, uh, couple of three-pointers in a row and actually kept the Clippers in the game. You know, Paul George is looking like he's – he looks like he's 100%. I'm not sure how much that elbow is hurting him, but it sure doesn't look like it is. 
he's on he's on point. He's on point. So all the Clippers need to do is, you know, the rest of their players, again, Reggie Jackson, come on, man, get your head in the game sometime. It's, you know, this is the, the gear we're embarking on the playoffs. If he plays like he played last year when they made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals against the Phoenix Suns, and Reggie Jackson was like the catalyst, catalyst of that team, you know, along with Paul George, of course, after Kawhi Leonard got hurt against the Utah Jazz. They need that Reggie Jackson on the basketball floor in order to, for the Clippers to be successful because you know Paul George is going to do his thing. Paul George is going to do his thing. Uh, Zubak is going to be, you know, Zubox is going to be Zubox. He's going to, he's going to do his thing. Norman Powell, again, is going to be an X factor. He has a smooth stroke, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you not. Clipper fans, Clipper nations, Clipper holics, you, you really, really should be excited about this basketball team and about their prospects moving forward. Now, there's, there's been some talk. Uh, they mentioned this last night on the broadcast that there's a slight, a slight possibility, maybe 25, 30% chance that Kawhi Leonard comes back if the Clippers, let's say, make it in the first round. And if they do, by the way, they're going to play the Phoenix Suns. Minnesota Timberwolves are going to play the Memphis Grizzlies. And I tell you what, you know, this is not a Minnesota Timberwolves show, but I don't know, man. If, if, if the Timberwolves are playing at the top of their game, especially offensively, and you know who's going to be guarding John Moran, that's going to be Patrick Beverly, there could possibility, there's a possibility it could be an upset. But going back to the Clippers, though, if they beat either San Antonio or the Pelicans, they would play the Phoenix Suns. Number one team in all of the NBA. Now, can the Clippers beat the Phoenix Suns in a first round series? Anything can happen. Anything can happen, especially if, you know, Chris Paul, you know, he typically gets hurt some, at some point around the playoffs or something like that. Not wishing the guy gets injured or anything like that, but anything can happen, man. You know, if, if, if Chris Paul is not on his game, uh, Devin Booker is the guy that you really have to worry about on that squad, man. You know, he's like a 40-point game waiting to happen in each game that he plays. DeAndre Ayton, you know, he's going to do what he does, but the Clippers will have a shot. You know, if you go in there in Phoenix and, and say, snatch that first game in an upset or something like that, and then, hey, now you got a home court advantage, can you beat them? Sure you can. Is it, is it you know, I don't know what the odds are. I haven't seen DraftKings.com in the, in the odds or the par, what the parlays are saying about the possibility of the Clippers upsetting the Phoenix Suns if the Clippers are able to make it out of the play-in and play the Phoenix Suns. You know, so, but who knows? Who knows, man? This is the NBA and it's been a crazy season, and this, these playoffs are going to be really, really good. It's going to be epic in, in the East and in the West. It's going to be really, really exciting. And as long as the Clippers are still in it, they have a chance. And they have one of the top, arguably the top five, maybe even the top three coaches in the game in Ty Lue. You know, this guy, you know, he's a, he's a great X's and O's guy, and he makes adjustments. You know, at halftime, you know, he comes out and makes adjustments, man. He just doesn't go with the status quo. So these Clippers, they can definitely they can definitely win. Do I think they'll upset Phoenix? No, not really. You guys know I'm an unbiased guy. I'm not a homer. You know, I'm not going to sit up here and say, yep, the Clippers are going to upset the Phoenix Suns. Yep, go Clippers, the home squad. No, no. If I had to bet some money, hey, you know, if my life depended on it, you say, Ray, L.A., baby, your life depends on this. Who you got, Phoenix or the Clippers? Well, man, my money going with the Suns, baby. But I'm just telling you that 
you know, anything can happen with this Clippers basketball team, especially if they remain healthy. So here we are tonight. Again, you have that San Antonio Pelicans game. We'll find out who wins that game. And then on to the crypto.com arena where I believe in this particular or in that particular game, the Clippers will beat either one of those two basketball teams. So with that, I'm going to end my first segment there. And before I get to my second segment, which I'm just going to touch briefly on the L.A. Lakers. Uh, but before I do that, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text Tennessee Red Line. That's 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. Must be 21 and older in all those states just mentioned. 18 and above in New Hampshire and Wyoming. You must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. host of LA Corsair podcast and we are sponsored as you just heard by draftkings.com hey it's still not too late to bet on these these playing games as much as I don't like them I don't care for them that much but you can still bet on them hey man draftkings you can bet on just about anything man they, they probably have cricket or rugby or something like that you can bet on just go to draftkings.com and put in promo code tbpn and bet on these nba playing games and the actual playoff games that are going to be coming up in the next few days. So in this second segment, I just wanted to briefly talk about the Lakers. Of course, the Lakers did not make the play-in tournament, and they are on the outside looking in. Just brief, a brief comment on their top three basketball players and the exit interviews that they had uh, this week. Starting with LeBron James, of course, the king. 
the king, the goat in most people's opinion. And one thing that LeBron James said that many people don't like is that this season was not a disappointment for the Lakers. And he said that simply because, hey, we came, we played hard, you know, we practiced hard, we put on our hard hats every day, and we tried our best, yada, yada, yada. Dude, you were 16 games under 500. You were 33 and 49. Nobody wants to hear that. It was This season was a colossal disappointment. And you can say that. You know, as a basketball, you can say that, hey, we had high expectations. We didn't meet those expectations, so the season is a disappointment. They went into the season thinking NBA championship. They finished 16 games under 500. To me, that sounds like a season of disappointment. Disappointment. There's no other way to put that. Uh, you know, the king, the king. Come on, man. Come on. You got, you know, as Stephen A. Smith, again, I, hey, you guys have heard me before. Stephen A. Smith ain't to be all in, dog, but, you know, he's a guy that's all over the sports world and, you know, you know, ESPN and all that kind of stuff. You know, you did not meet your expectations. Okay. So the season was a failure. Disappointment. Whatever adjective you want to put in there, man. It just did not work out. So LeBron James, you know, everyone disagrees with you on there. And I'm sure Laker fans out there, you all disagree with LeBron James on that one. Okay. Because if you don't disagree about about that one, then I don't know, man. I don't know if you're a true basketball fan or not. Love all my Laker fans, Laker Nation, late show, late show in the house. But come on. Come on, man. That season was a failure. A failure. That's a strong word, a failure. You did not, not only did you, you're not going to win the NBA championship, of course, you're not going to make the playoffs. You didn't even make the play-in tournament. Okay? And, and come on with the injury stuff. Okay? Come on with the injury stuff, man. You know, I, I'm just not buying it. I'm, I'm not buying it. It was ugly from the very start. And, you know, the Lakers are going to have to pick up the pieces and figure some things out. Now, going to Anthony Davis, I read an article in the LA Times where he said, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, hey, me and Bron, you know, I think we can come back, you know, and make this thing happen. Hey, we can come back and, and turn this whole thing around once we figure it out. Huh. Notice he left one player's name off of his lips. Mr. Westbrook. He didn't say, hey, man, all three of us can come back. I think we can make this thing work, man. Just give us another chance. All three of us, a three-headed monster, Roll down. Remember the old old uh, day Godzilla days? They had this monster car roll roll down, three headed monster. You know, LeBron James, Westbrook, and Anthony Davis. No, and, and Anthony Davis is asked, this is a, a two headed monster because he did not mention Russell Westbrook whatsoever. Okay, that's pretty apropos. You know, there, there's talk about, you know, LeBron James really didn't like Westbrook. Well, if that's the case, dude. You know, from all reports, you know, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in LeBron James' head. I'm not in all the meetings with Palinka and Jeannie Buss and yada, 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 yada. But many people have said that LeBron James wanted this to happen. He wanted Russell Westbrook on his team as opposed to, say, possibly getting a DeMar DeRozan and a Buddy Hield. Again, hey, man, I'm not in the room. I don't know. But where there's smoke, there's fire pretty much. You know, these guys are in the know. Wojo and all those guys in the NBA, they're pretty much in the know, man. So, you know, now that the season is over, you know, is Westbrook, is he the scapegoat? 
far as Anthony Davis is concerned, he must be because Adrian, uh, uh, he didn't he didn't say anything about Westbrook at all in his exit interview at all. It was he and Brian can come back and make this happen. So you know, let's see what that's gonna what's gonna come out with that moving forward. And then finally, Westbrook himself, you know, in his exit interview or interview I saw on uh, I believe it was on ESPN. You know, he said he doesn't know what Frank Vogel had against him. You know, he didn't, you know, he wasn't supported from the very beginning or he didn't really have a chance at the very beginning of the season. I don't know what he means by that, having a chance. Dude, it just did not work. This doesn't have anything to do with your basketball prowess. You know, you're one of the top 75 basketball players of all time. Nobody's going to take that away from you. Great player, bad fit, simple as that. Round peg, square hole, it's just that simple. Did not make it work. And, and, you know, during the season, Westbrook said a few things that ruffled some feathers. You know, when they were losing, you know, he said something like, I'm paraphrasing, hey, this thing doesn't make any difference to me. You know, it's not going to affect me in my retirement. You know, I'm I'm good. You know, all this losing doesn't affect me whatsoever. I mean, come on, man. Nobody wants to hear that, especially fans. Nobody wants to, even, even if it doesn't affect you at all. And maybe it doesn't, you know, personally doesn't affect him at all. Hey, he says, I'm like, yeah, I can go home and sleep at night. No big deal, man. It's just a game. It's just a basketball game. Fans don't think that way, bro. And the Laker fans did not take to Westbrook, even though he's an L.A. area native. UCLA, the Bru- a Bruin, they just did not take to this guy from the very beginning. And it got worse as the season went, a- went along where he was starting to get death threats, which obviously is a bad thing whoever you know did that is a is an asshole you know nobody should be threatening him or his family or things like that but it really got that deep with Westbrook where the LA Laker fans just did not take to him from the very beginning so what's going to happen with Westbrook now you know he has a player option for 47 stacks stacks mean millions baby 47 stacks 47 million dollars what are you gonna do Jeannie Buss Rob Palenka Laker Brass you know you gonna you gonna bring him back? Because yeah, I'm Russell Westbrook. Ain't, it's not like I'm gonna deny myself that player option. Somebody's gonna pay me forty seven million dollars. So, you know, or or I think the only choice the Lakers may have is maybe some sort of buyout situation, or maybe a three team trade where they trade him to someone that's looking to dump, you know, get him as a uh, a free agent. You know, he's had in the last year of his contract. And then they'll be able to dump some salary or things like that. I'm not one of those, you know, financial gurus or, you know, one of those type of guys. I'm not GM. I'm not like Palinka. I'm not like Palinka. I don't make $5 million a year to make those kind of decisions as far as money is concerned. I'm just looking at the player piece. They're going to have to do something. He's not, in my opinion, going to be on the Lakers team next year, next season. Just I just don't, I don't see it happening. Not with LeBron James and Anthony Davis still there. It's not going to happen. So, Palenka, you're going to have to roll up your sleeves, man, and figure some stuff out. It's just that simple. Figure some stuff out, dude. So, that I just wanted to touch on the Lakers situation real quick. Right now, it's, 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 in these future podcasts, by the way, uh, you know, I'm not going to forget about the L.A. Lakers, of course. I'll be touching on the Lakers and the rest of the NBA. Uh, but, you know, for a lot of this, it's going to be, you know, as long as the Clippers are still in it. You know, I'll be doing this podcast based on the Clippers and how well or how not well they're doing in the playoffs. So even though I didn't have my dream of a Clippers-Lakers 
Western Conference Final or even meeting in the playoffs or, hell, even meeting in the playing tournament. I didn't get none of that this year, but that's all right. There's always next year, baby, and L.A. Ray will be with you all next year reporting and doing this podcast on Lakers and Clippers collectively as I have done all of this year. So with that, I'm going to sign off right now. Thank you, my L.A. fan, for listening as usual. And if you don't want to miss any further episodes of L.A. Courtside Podcast, whatever platform you use to get your podcast, you know, make sure you look for it, L.A. Courtside Podcast, and, and drop a comment. I, I appreciate all comments, whether they're positive or negative. It only makes me better, baby. So with that, until the next episode of L.A. Courtside Podcast, my Laker fam, peace. Peace.